Hello and welcome back. Josh, don't interrupt me to the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ethan, joined as always by Joshua Richter, Ryan Traver. How are we feeling tonight, boys? Feeling great. We are back, baby. For the- you guys said that in sync. That was so cute. Yeah. Well, Josh, we're just in sync, man. Yeah. Completely yeah, I mean, in sync. Second wife. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's, that's how the minds roll. But we're yeah. back. We've been gone. Yeah. We have been gone for a long time. Honestly, uh, it was short absence, a couple of weeks. We're not, <laughs> we haven't been gone that long. It feels it, like a long time. It it does. But I I am honestly, it was a good break. Yeah. It was nice to uh spend some holidays with family. But now we get up to the real work, and that is figuring out who is going to be great next off season. But first, yes. we have a Super Bowl to talk about. So what honestly I had to say, just I thought it was a great game, period. And yeah. honestly just had a blast watching it watching it. Well, to be fair, I only watched the second half because I caught a flat. <laughs> oh, so, oh. so I was man. I was stuck driving back, but man, it, it honestly I thought it was just different like strengths going up against different strengths and it was just a great yeah. chess game see i felt like that that first half um the eagles dominated it like yeah. they didn't Absolutely. they weren't overwhelming but they commanded that field well mostly the, the second half. mostly the second most of the second the too first, but and i i gotta be honest i left i left for probably about 10 minutes to go grab something in the kitchen and I got started on a conversation with somebody in there. So I left for like 10 minutes and I came back and the chiefs had scored two touchdowns back to back. And it was when they had the, that whole punt return rush back by uh, Kadarius, Tony and all of that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, now they're up. Like, Holy crap. I I thought they were going to be, you know, they were going to lose and, they made it. They actually made it a game and ended up winning. I was surprised. Honestly, that was like to me the second half is the most Mahomes kind of game that yeah. I have seen because it it what one the moment you realize he got going and it was to me it was after the Pacheco touchdown is why I went uh oh he's feeling it now and yeah. I don't I don't that. care what the stats was you could just tell play after play it just felt like the inevitable the inevitability of Mahomes coming back was happening. Yeah. And it it was that Mahomes magic that just vaulted them to a win. It really was. Yeah. But needless to say, I think also let's talk about, we'll talk about another quarterback here. Jalen Hurts was fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Set a record, set a new NFL Super Bowl record. They kind Uh, of, of they, they kind of struggled in the third. Yeah, I don't know that, what that was all about. And then they just didn't have enough gas in the end, is kind of what it seemed like. It to yeah. me, it felt like when they first lost to the uh commanders, and it was almost mm. it, it was almost like they couldn't get the sense of urgency to get into it. And yeah. then they're just like, all right, it's just gonna figure itself out. And then this is the one time where you go against a coaching staff that is willing to throw 20 plus weeks of tendencies out the window just for this yeah. game. Yeah. And right. that's where I think they weren't able to necessarily take advantage of that. Even though I yeah. really do think if they score a touchdown at, at the end of the half instead of the field goal, I think the game's over. Yeah. Well, I, it would have been I, 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 Mahomes would have made it close, but it, it was just like, ooh, it, like mm-hmm. 14 down is a lot different than 10 down. Which to right. which I say, no, let's true. stop comparing quarterbacks to ten down because it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. Did y'all hear the uh, the play call? Uh, the name of the play call for the the motions at the goal line? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Corn dog. That is the most Andy Reid thing ever. Yeah, he said it to Peter King. I was like, I I love you, Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a national treasure, and we need to protect him at all costs. Yep. He is, and he Honestly, was. He's gonna. He's probably gonna go down as first ballot Hall of Famer. If, yeah. One of the better. One of, if not the best. 
head coach. In now, the, the best I mean, head the coach best in NFL history is Bill Belichick. Is Belichick. But he yeah. has a strong argument for number two. But I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah I, I, yes. could, I could agree with that. But he, he could if he doesn't, you know, retire in the next couple of years. I know Mahomes Bruce, works, Bruce works his magic. Team. Yeah, but if yeah. if Mahomes works his magic for a couple more years, well, and say they get another Super Bowl actually, or two. I don't know. You like think... they could he could go down as as the best head coach. I don't know. You, he would you have to argue another four. Hold on. No, 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 hold on. Um, you think Andy Reid yeah. over John Madden and Vince Lombardi? Those are old. Those are those are. I I like, won't I won't say it yet, but I do think you have to give Andy Reid. This is um, a new age of coaching. Well, it's not necessarily new age. I think we all forget to realize that Andy Reid was at. Oh, he he his name is at the creation of modern spread offense. Um, because he was at his time with Hal Mummy at uh BYU. Yeah, and I think you have to. Uh, I think it's just beyond impressive that for someone who is at the invention of what we know the nfl and football period as it is today he's still the one innovating like he's well, and i'm not i'm not saying like he'll never you there's know, a lot of yeah I'm, I'm just saying there's, there's a lot of some more ground I, to cover obviously yeah and it's it, arguably you know you you could make an argument that he isn't but he's there okay. is there Time is grounds there is grounds that he could be considered if if he makes more strides in it, maybe a couple more Super Bowls, he could be considered. I mean, let's see. So. It, it sounds like there's no signs of stop uh, slowing down for him. This is true. He's got Mahomes or, for yeah another Mahomes. seven years. You have the you have the freakiest quarterback in the NFL. Actually, the, I'll, I'll be honest, the most talented quarterback I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, a hundred percent. He he has an opportunity to pass up Tom. Yes, I he think does. He, I think he does. I mean, at this point in his life, yeah, I I've seen like the side by sides of their stats, and he's surpassed Tom in a oh, yeah, lot of different cruising, areas. Cruising past him at, at this time Tom in Tom's Brady, life. So here's the thing about Tom Brady, though, Ryan. He was better in his second like half of his like playing career yeah. than he was in his first half, if you yeah. will. He he aged like fine wine. I I don't like the way he said that. <laughs> <laughs> his football play aged he, like fine wine. <laughs> he just aged so finely. And Anyways, actually, I think your job, Josh. I was gonna say it. I think talking about Brady is the perfect segue to our first episode this offseason, we are going back to Statathon and we are going to talk about the quarterbacks. So yes. here's what we're going to do is we're going to look at the 2022 stats of all the court, all the major fantasy quarterbacks that have played this year and kind of see if there's anything that we can glean from well, it. Not not all of them, just mostly the important ones. Yeah, yeah, mainly the important ones. You may get a mention. But I yeah, you'll, you'll get a couple of mentions for like what we talked about earlier, who has the highest consistency grade, which is another new thing that we've done for this year. So please pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, but first, I think let's say a a long and good farewell to one Thomas Brady, who has yep. announced his retirement, f- filled out the paperwork. But, sir, you have it's been a it's been a great time watching your career. We wish you nothing but the best. No. Well, have a great now, off season. We'll see you on. Go see your kids. Yeah. And Ethan will now replace you Fox, on his dynasty Fox squad. Sports. <laughs> yeah, he's taking he'll, a year he'll, off. He, he'll be doing commentary on very soon. You know, on football games very soon. And now I now, don't think he's Josh, doing it this year though. I, I begin my journey of who the heck am I gonna start at QB? And I will say you do have quite a few options. Um yeah, you really do. There's I, Trevor I, Lawrence that you could trade for. Oh we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about Lawrence we'll talk about especially. that later. We'll talk um, about that but later. I'm gonna kind of just run off here and welcome back to live talking. trades on the podcast instead of doing what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> every yeah. every week we do that, Ethan. Come on. Every week from now until the offseason, because I can't believe that Debo work and Swift work. It will forever be in our DNA. 
Yeah. <laughs> Our side podcast. Hi, welcome to the Trade Boys podcast. The Trade Boys. Welcome actually, back to yeah, Trade Finder. Actually, yeah, that would yeah, be a really. good segment. Trade Boys. Trade Boys. Oh of course, we figure out something by completely going off the rails. There you go. We're gonna, well, yeah, I mean, we need to do we talk about that. four-way trade. Yeah, that is true. Yes, we, we have annual, not discussed that. Annual four-way trade. So we gotta we gotta get that done sometime yeah, this offseason. We definitely do. But in the meantime, I think let's just I'm just gonna go over we're gonna talk about everyone who is labeled as a QB one. So I and basically I'm just gonna tell you the ranking of each player, just going one through twelve. That's who we're we're designating as as if it's a typical ten to twelve man week. So at one we have Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Number Mahomes. two, Josh Allen. Number three, our a newcomer, Jalen Hurts. Number four, Joe Burrow. Five is one, Justin Fields. Surprise, surprise. Six is Geno Smith. Seven, shockingly, Daniel Jones. Yeah. Eight is Kirk Cousins. Nine Kirk is Trevor Joe. Lawrence. And number 10 is one, King Jared Goff. All then 11 Detroit Lions. Yep, 11 is Justin Herbert, and 12 is none other than one Thomas Edward Brady. So, we're going to talk about the top 11 here because obviously Brady has retired. Um, guys, out of the, this top 10, I think who are you surprised is in the top, the, the top I 11? Mean, okay, well, I mean, the very obvious surprise that I mean, for everyone this season, Geno Smith being a top 10 quarterback, let alone a, a top seven quarterback this year in, in fantasy. It's yeah. just crazy. His deep ball accuracy was insane and yeah. all, almost to the level of rust to where as soon as he started hitting those deep shots, you're like, Ooh, Seattle really doesn't miss Russ. Well, I mean, he had from the top, uh, well, I mean, shoot the top, what 20, quarterbacks he had the best completion percentage so shoot i mean he is he was elite this year very surprisingly yeah i would tell you probably i think my shocker is actually kirk cousins but Mm -hmm. to eat to also add another person to that i think i'm still kind of shocked at how well mahomes was just because I remember last year talking to Mahomes, it's like, hey, talking about uh, Mahomes as like, hey, he might be a buy low candidate. And this is post Tyree Kill trade. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing him. He clearly has total command of the offense. He knows where he where to pick his spots. He knows when to take shots. He knows when to play it safe. He, th- he was just in complete total control. And I think yeah. I w- I was really shocked about that. And even though his um, which I will bring up the consistency grade um once Ethan um picks his quarterback, I'm I th- I still think it's a great grade for him. Period. Uh, so Ethan, which quarterback do you want to talk about? That's from the top eleven. Uh, it has to be Daniel Jones at seven. I mean, like I I feel like we all knew that he was going to take a step forward. But I mean, from twenty-seven to seven, yeah, that's bonkers. Yeah, that's a pretty sizable jump. Not a Geno jump went from forty to forty six. to six. Yeah, but yeah. Daniel Jones definitely earned himself some flowers this year, and especially uh, towards the end of the season and into the playoffs. Yeah, that that game flowers. against the Colts that solidified the playoff spot for the Giants. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Daniel Jones play that well. Yeah, like well, and well, he, he played really well against the True. Vikings. And, yeah, and that's fair. Yeah, I think yeah, he threw like two hundred and seventy yards and like rushed for almost a hundred. Like yeah. he had himself a game. He had a very good yeah. game. Yeah. And then they just didn't have a good enough plan for the Eagles, but you know it happens. It, yeah, they whew. that well, the Eagles had their one. number. They, yeah, they <laughs> really of, did. There were a lot of memes about them getting spanked, but that's not. Yeah. Yeah. So. One of the things we want to introduce as we talk about the top the top eleven here is uh we we have come up with a consistency grade. And so to kind of just go into 
a uh, we're doing a consistency grade to, to kind of really understand our rankings of uh, or players or quarterbacks. It's like how well did they actually do? And how we have decided to do it is how many times each quarterback hit their average fantasy points per game. So the highest one within the top 11 is one Jalen Hurts. And it's almost not even close. And it's also kind of scary how consistent he was. He had a consistency score of 93 out of um, uh, out of a possible. Actually, we're still figuring that out. This consistency grade is in its infancy, but he was almost a guaranteed lock to get you 28 points per game. And I think that has to be has to account for something yeah. um, considering his season. Yeah, seriously, like if you can have a quarterback get you 28 points per game at a 90 plus percentile, like, well, so that's so just here's crazy. Your, here's your pool. So out of 15 opportunities, he hit 14 times. Yeah. Yeah. Absurd. Yeah. Like, like that's ridiculous. Absurd. Yeah. That's not. I mean, he's no Andy Dalton, which we'll get to later, but you know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, I Andy was... Dalton skewed everything for. Us. Yeah, it, it's very skewed, and that's something well, where I would not love in terms to of like him. not in terms of like point total. No, like, no, we no. talked about earlier because if you hit a hundred percent of the time on thirteen points, I'm I'm not going to take that. I'd rather gamble on. You Someone know, who you know has a higher seat. Well, and that's a and that's yeah. for a quarterback too. I mean, it's hard not to get thirteen points as a quarterback. Well, ask Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a one player here I do kind of want to talk about because I think he has a pretty solid consistency grade, but he really came on fire uh, in the middle of the season, and that's Justin Fields. And the yes. only reason I want to bring him up because I think if we were to do bus sleeper lock going into next year without knowing the offseason plans, I think he's 100% my sleeper, even though he's QB5 on the year. Mm-hmm. And largely is just because well, that comes that comes down to Chicago having the first overall pick, I think. Yeah, yeah, first overall pick that I assume is going to be defense or a trade down. But I'm curious to see what they, they can pull off and trade. They're interested in Bryce Young. I don't, I, I don't I don't know, man. That's I don't know how real that is. It could, you know, mark. It, it's off season stuff, so it could all just be yeah. smoke and mirrors. There's but been a lot of whispers. It isn't. But what if it isn't? That's all I was there has yeah, my there opinion has been a lot is, of whispers. Go there's ahead, been Josh. a lot of whispers, but I do think it's smoke, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And the only yeah. reason why is because I think they're secretly telling people, hey, the number one pick is for sale. Yeah, because I think they would rather go trade down to the fourth pick and then you'd get your choice of Jalen Carter, Will Anderson or OT one. Well, that's the other thing. Like if they go down to four, Will Anderson's not going to be there. I don't know. Because because look, so you got. Well, unless it's like Houston and Chicago swapping, that's honestly their best situation, in my opinion. Because think about this. Say Houston trades with the Colts, right? Colts need a quarterback no matter what. They can't play the retired QB carousel anymore. So they yeah. would be trading a four quarterback. Houston goes for a quarterback. And then the third pick, I believe, is the Lions. And they've shown it's to be Arizona. like, we can wait. Oh, it's Arizona. You're right. It is Arizona. They have Kyler Murray. So they're not going for a quarterback. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if one, two is QB, which it probably will be, Arizona's taking Will Anderson. With a smile on their face. Especially since Jonathan Gannon is now the head coach, too. Yep. And they just lost J.J. Watt. That is true, because he also retired. Yep. So, yeah. So, that's why I'm, I would not be surprised if the Bears don't go for a quarterback. I think they're I think they're just trying to throw it out there to someone to go up and grab Bryce Young. I, I think their best move, though, is trade with Houston, just go down one slot, but you're still going to get, you know, a good amount of picks just to go down one spot. I mean, look at what um, I think it was San Francisco did it a few years back. They just went up one spot, but I mean, gave up a lot. 
to go. No, with- well, so San Francisco went up from twelve to three and sold their soul for Trey Lance, which that unfortunately has yeah. just been marred by injury. But, but they got Brock Purdy out of it. <laughs> that, that that is true. But um, I yeah, I the think the Bears. Learnings. I think the Bears for sure is where things are. I mean, usually in the draft, you know, all right, this is chalk, this is chalk, this is chalk. But really, we're at pick one. We're like, okay, I have no idea what's going to happen. This yeah. definitely feels yeah. like the Jerry Goffier to where um, I believe Tennessee traded out of the first pick and uh, another team traded out of the second well, pick. And, and here's what's what's difficult about it too is because they know that they're the hot girl. Like everyone wants – pick one to go for Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. So if it's not an offer that they don't like, they're just going to take Will Anderson and no harm, no foul. Yeah. No harm, no foul to the freakiest edge prospect. I think I've ever seen to be honest. Exactly. So it's like, honestly, I don't think there's a situation where Chicago loses unless they go past Arizona and Arizona takes Will Anderson. In that mm. case, give me Jalen Carter, to be quite honest with you. Right. Well, then, yeah, you can just pick up Jalen Carter, but, you know. The reason why, I, a... the reason why I think it's it, even then it's still in a no-lose situation, and we're all assuming that Justin Fields is the guy. Um, and I think yeah. you get you get your offensive tackle at five if Will Anderson or Jalen Carter isn't there. Yeah. So you're good to go no matter what. But it's draft time. We'll, we'll do another. Yeah, that was like, yeah, yeah we'll do to, it. Getting back we'll, to our QBs. Yeah, well, I, QB two. I really like, I really like Justin Fields next year. I think, I think he's going to have another big rushing season because they're really going to utilize his legs next year. The uh, only thing I'm concerned about think, is the 16 fumbles. Yeah, and I was going to bring that up. That's, that is on. a concern. I mean, he only lost two of them, but still. Like he was also having to scramble a lot. So if they solidify their O line, then he he could pass for more, or they could transition into a, you know, more of that, uh, you know, Raven style offense. You know where they're running a lot of RPOs. So yeah, I I definitely think that's definitely within the realm of possibility, especially for Fields. I uh, and for someone who consistency grade of 87 at 23 points a game. Now, granted, he had five games where he went super saiyan, but I yeah. think I think you'll actually see him more consistent play. And I think Chicago's gonna find ways to where he doesn't get killed. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, and kind I, of I think his back. future is very bright. Hopping I back, I'm gonna talk about Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do we it. Can go up to Josh Allen. So I had Josh Allen this season, and let me just tell you, I don't know why, but he feels like he was a little bit better than what he shows up at. Because I mean, obviously, he got four hundred fifty-one points, which is no slouch. But it it just felt like you could always rely on like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts this last season. Yeah, I mm-hmm. would definitely agree with that. And I think it's also more impressive because they're so the Bills are so dependent on Josh Allen. It's like, hey, I need a three yard run. I can't trust my running backs. Josh Allen, you go run QB power. Yeah. Or I need you to throw I need you to throw this one like once in a million kind of shot to uh Gabe Davis in the playoffs. Go for it. Yeah. And like he does literally everything for that offense. And I yeah. will say He's just a little bit skewed because it's taking the average of 26 points for him. But, I mean, 82% of the time getting you 26 and a half points. Exactly. And, and, I mean, we already know his ceiling. We've seen him just go berserk at times. So, I I think – I mean, granted, there is the Cincy game that does throw things out of – that does throw things um, a little skewed. But I still think – I think 82, 82% as far uh the consistency grade is still a fantastic number for Josh Allen. Yeah, because I mean, Dr. Incinzi, you, you're probably getting 15 of 17. Yeah. Which is 88, like what Jared Goff is, which yeah. is absurd. 
Yeah. Now, actually, let's go, let's go straight to Jared Goff. Um, I actually do want to talk about nine and ten, Jared Goff and Trevor Lawrence. So, where do you guys feel their trajectory is for next year? That's a really good question. Um, Trevor Lawrence. I I'd like to see him. Where kind of. Gino, probably where Gino and and Daniel Jones are at. So like the six or seven mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm okay that's, with that. Well, that's where I would like to see him. He's he's just a weird one because, like, you saw a lot of promise in the second half of the season, but it's like, is he going to keep getting better, or well, is he, he kind of come out struggling? Is he going to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you well, just I don't think he know. was he was kind of in a hangover from last year. And yeah, getting having, hit by Urban. Yeah, getting yeah, yeah hit having by Urban Meyer. Urban. Exactly. I think you know last off season and you know preseason in the beginning of the regular season, he was really kind of still in that funk. So I think he's getting a lot more comfortable with Doug Peterson's offense, and I I think he's going to be good next year. I really do. So. And That's plus, just my take on it. I think Jacksonville is doing a very interesting thing of not, not drafting a wide receiver, but trading for receivers, because yeah. not or trading and signing. Because I mean, you got Say Jones still, Marvin Jones probably on his way out. You have Christian Kirk, who probably the best free agent wide receiver mm-hmm. pickup this Don't year. Don't forget about one Calvin Ridley. Ridley. That's exactly who I was bringing. Yeah, up. that's right. It's that's right. now you you're gonna get Ridley. Calvin Ridley. ETN in the second year. If he files for reinstatement. And they have Evan he did, Ingram. He did if file they for really sign him. Oh, he already did? I, I didn't see yeah. him. Yeah, he did it literally the day after the Super Bowl. Just tell him not to gamble any more uh, money on football games. <laughs> yeah. Never yeah, again. Evan, Evan Ingram. Hopefully he comes Dude, Evan, back. Evan Ingram, Hopefully like the last back. three games, was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Literally it seems like him and championships. Yeah. I honestly it seems like Lawrence and him really have chemistry. Like I mean, they, I, they match it well. Makes it sense. Like, Cause it's four receivers on the field. Yeah. Like look at the grand yeah. scheme of things. It's not like three of one tight end. It's a re- Evan Ingram's a receiver. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, at the end, it seemed like it was kind of Ingram. Well, it, it was like ETN first and then it was Kirk. And then Ingram and Zay Jones was kind of like yeah. who was getting fed towards the end. Mm-hmm. Now you mean now we're never heroes, Zay Jones? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> dude, that prediction where we're like, get you some Zay Jones, get you some Zay Jones, get you some Zay Jones. It puts up 30 and it's like, yes, yes, we were yeah. right. And absolutely screws me out of a playoff run. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. God. What a, well, maybe, what a day to be. Maybe if our commissioner would extend the flip and trade deadline, oh, that's graded for him. Bring it up in the rules. Bring it up in the rules. Oh, yes. We're going to have we a shout. Bring we it up. shout. Ethan, I'm with Bring you it on up. this one. All right. All right. I Bring think we've talked, we've talked quite a bit about the top 11. Y'all ready to go to yeah. Q, the QB2 tier? Yeah. I want to talk about some. Yeah. Yeah, yes. well, I want to talk about um some some quarterbacks that should have been in the top eleven. Ooh, I agree with that. Weren't. So here our QB two range. So from thirteen to roughly twenty four here. Okay, so I would like just a an honorable mention for the top ten that he squeaked out of. Justin Herbert did not have a really great season this year. I he to me a lot. to me I was shocked that he finished that he was eleven because yeah. I thought he we were going to see QB fifteen to be honest with you for real because he was just a weird one this year like it felt like he was doing good but he wasn't on par with everybody else but he also wasn't bad and like he was still winning you games but it was like yeah. kind of like where I mean his average was eighteen. And it felt yeah. like that's exactly what you were getting. Like he was going to yeah. get you like eighteen to twenty-two points. He wasn't going to hurt your week, but, but you he wasn't going to win it for you. Yeah, he was, yeah you exactly. weren't winning games because of Justin Herbert. 
Yeah, and I think especially you were probably picking him in the fifth, sixth round. And I think that's where the expectations were very, were very much not met. Is yeah. that you had to give up prize capital for him, and then he and goes then he out underperforms because like half his own line gets hurt, and then Keenan Allen disappears for like yeah eight plus games. Well, and you know and what's Mike hurt Lee. him? What's hurt him this year as opposed to the last two years? Um was touchdown production. Everything yeah. across the board is pretty much the same except over the for, last three yeah. years, except for agree. touchdowns. Yep. That's it. Like last year, he had 38 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. This year, he only had 25 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. So, you know, he really struggled getting into the end zone. Yeah, he, we he see definitely Herbert did. come back next year, though. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely see think him coming back. But I do believe that if there's any team looking at a speed receiver, it's going to be the Chargers. Yeah. Because I think at They're... some point they have to realize it's like, hey, we have this guy with a cannon of an arm. We should probably get someone hit, get like someone yeah. fast for him. That's not Mike Williams jumping over three people. Though he could certainly do that. He did it at Clemson, that's for sure. Well, yeah, when they don't kick out his ankle. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So. Now, let's talk about some of the other quarterbacks on here. So after Tom Brady, we got Lamar Jackson at 13, Tua Tagovailoa at 14, 15, we got good old Aaron Rodgers, 16, Russell Wilson, 17, Derek Carr, 18, Dak Prescott, 19, Mariota, 20, Kyler Murray, 21, Davis Mills, 22, Mac Jones, 23, one Andy Dalton, and then 24, Jacoby Brissett. I, I want I want to make a bold statement right now. What's your bold I, statement? I guarantee you, if they had put in Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter is in that top twenty area. I I can see that potentially above Russell Wilson. I would say. So actually, I do want to talk about Possibly. Russ for a second because as bad as Russ played, 16's way better than I thought, and I think oh, it's yeah, hilarious. Like yeah, and I, I find it hilarious that he ended up at 16 last year. So there's no change within his ranking. But if you want to look at like his consistency rating, that's where you kind of understand the story of yikes, yeah. dumpo trash, Mickey sucks. <laughs> Yeah, and then not as even, much as Tua, but Tua was for like medical reasons. Yeah, Tua was definitely the in the injury side. Same of with things. Kyler. Same with Kyler. Kyler would probably be in the top ten if if he didn't have the injuries, or oh. at least the top fifteen. I'd say. Okay, is All right. just let's be honest here. How do we feel about Kyler? Because I think that is, I think that's the biggest question. Dynasty, uh. Uh, league members are going to have. I don't know. We we told everyone to abandon Kyler at the end of last season. So uh, that's when we thought Cliff was that's there. When <laughs> we thought Cliff was there. Now that Cliff well, is even out, Cliff, I I don't want Kyler. Well, I mean, he's yeah. he's injury prone and he doesn't. I, I mean, I mean, you're in a buy low situation with Kyler. Yeah. It's no, just no. He's injury prone. He plays too much Call of Duty, and he is a defensive minded head coach. I don't Eric mind the deep rude. I don't mind a defensive minded head coach. I am I it does make me extremely curious to who their offensive coordinator is. Yeah. Well, and D Hop is gonna leave. D-Hop's yeah, D Hop will D Hop will so that yeah, so not only are you getting Kyler Murray coming back from an ACL, a late yeah. season a- ACL, mind you. D Hop is probably gone. JJ Watt's already gone. And you're kind of in, you're in a cap no man's land when it comes to the Cardinals. So I really yeah. wonder how Arizona is going to treat this because I have no idea. Honestly, like I, I'd sell him if you got him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just because of the unpredictability. I, I would. Uh, I would buy too super many question low. marks. You should honestly. Sold I sold him at the end of last season. I sold yeah. him mid mid season last season, in in this 2022 season. I sold him for a 23 second and Chris Olave. Oh, and I think I got, I banked on that. 
Oh, so, you had him horrendously. Yeah. So that I I'm I'm very glad I made that trade. And literally, what's so funny is two days later is when he had his injury. Dang. Like not yeah, not even a whole the, week later. The fantasy gods giveth, and the fantasy gods taketh away. Yeah. So I would sell on him. I don't. I don't. I, there's just too many question marks. I think if you're if you're gonna buy, you buy for next year in mind. So I would honestly, I wouldn't even give up cap like this year's draft capital for him. I I would say like Kenny Gainwell in a twenty four third or something like that. Like I go super low because you know he's not gonna be a hundred percent this year, and we're you're in the period of the unknown because you don't know who the OC is. You don't know all these other factors too. Yeah. Coming back on point, are we surprised that Ryan Tannehill is QB 25? I am surprised, but I also think that we need to start looking at Tennessee as it might be Malik Willis time next year. It it will be. Oh, it will be. I think they're transitioning out yeah. of Tannehill. That is so, so depressing. So that's one thing that I, I, I will say Malik Willis might be a sleeper for me because if you give him a full NFL offseason of like, hey – this is what you should actually be looking for. And the offense you played at Liberty was essentially like peewee football. I yeah. think Malik Willis can save himself. I think he could like at least athletically keep him in, in plays as he progresses. Yeah. So I, I definitely think if you see like Malik Willis at 25 in the 15 and 25 range, I think that's a good, that's a good thing. But I definitely think Ryan Tannehill's done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and kind of like the last one that I think was a big surprise is Matt Stafford at 32. Well, he got injured early in the yeah, year. Yeah, he got hurt. That's understandable. And they really struggled this year. That whole offense just really struggled. Well, I mean, everyone yeah. got injured. It, the yeah. bottom fell out. Came from. Yeah, the bottom, yeah, like Josh said, the bottom fell out on that whole team, not just the, the offense. So... Are there uh, any quarterbacks outside yeah. of the outside of our QB one tier that you consider go that will be in Q, in QB one next year? QB one tier. What um, QB one tier is one through eleven. So who makes it? Is there anyone outside of that that makes the top eleven? Um. Well, I think you have your staples like Lamar, but yeah, <sighs> yeah. I I wanted possibly, to go. I wanted to try and not talk about it. Possibly Prescott. I oh, don't, I think he's passed his prime on that. I think though. Dak is. I think Dak you're in a good. situation that Dak might be cooked. Yeah, I I think he might within the next two years. I would say I like think he'll really, be a cowboy. Well, really, the only options you have in this situation, and then sorry, I'll let you get back to Dak, but just my two cents on that mm-hmm. is I think it's Lamar and one of the rookies. Or yeah. maybe QB1 territory. And I think the rookie pick would be more of like a heavy sleeper than like a, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Ah, uh, maybe. Okay. 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 Maybe. This is just a maybe. If Derek Carr gets picked up by, say, New Orleans, I think possibly to, he I think could. Yeah. I, I mean, even the Jets, the Jets are a decent set up for him oh yeah i'd still take him on the jets i don't i just don't know if he's reaching the level of you know i think he's in that i don't think he'd be qb1 but i can see him bumping up a few more spots Mm -hmm. but it's like you look back on it it's like you know Derek carr was just really solid like a good steady eddie yeah i mean yeah you know you i i don't even know like what happened to him like He's averaging 16 and a half points per game. And yeah, he was fairly enough consistent, you know, 73%. It's not terrible, but he did miss some games and was injured. So my personal opinion with that is that Josh McDaniel's offense is chess with calculus combined. And I don't know. And Derek Carr should have had some sort of knowledge because he had the John Gruden system for a few years. But I also do think that the new regime was dead set on finding a new QB sometime, and that they were just yep. like it, it was kind of the inevitable. So well, Derek you thought Carr would have running back, which is ironic. 
Like you thought they're looking for a new running back, and they're like, "Holy crap, this Josh Jacobs kid is actually really good." Let's find a new QB, and it's like, "Oh, yeah." yeah. And to which is even crazier that Jared Stidham played so well against San Francisco. Yeah, <laughs> but it was yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, so I do want. I actually, I, I I'm not even going to give you my opinion on this until you guys answer this. What the heck do you do with Lamar Jackson? Oh. Because has you he shown knees, you wrap his knees in bubble wrap? Okay, I like that. Great, <laughs> great start, great start. Let's keep it going. So, because at this point, I mean, you kind of guys, you guys watch firsthand my frustration with yeah. Lamar yeah. Jackson, especially his playing, but not, but also the surrounding cast around him. And do you guys consider that there is a chance he goes back into QB one, or do you need to see it to believe it at this point? I think he's leaving. I yeah. don't think he's going back to Baltimore. There's yeah. a decent chance he doesn't I, go back to Baltimore. And it depends I, I on think where he legit. goes. Can yeah. you imagine Lamar Jackson and the, the Jets? No, nah, that won't happen for sure. That, I don't think that will happen because I don't think the Jets have the capital to do it. Yeah. I don't even think the Falcons will happen. Because if the Falcons weren't going to give Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed, they're not giving it to Lamar. Yeah. So no. that's Yeah. So that's so that's where I I really think the Ravens are really playing for Herbert or Burrow to get a contract this year. Or even Hurts this year. Mm-hmm. And then pray to God that it's not guaranteed. And then Lamar is kind of stuck. It's like, all right, what do I do here? Yeah. yeah, like this I, is my class of guys. I'm kind of in line with them. Like, all right, let's let's negotiate. Yeah, and especially if like Burrow and Hurts get a deal that's not fully guaranteed and they both have gone to a Super Bowl, which is something Lamar hasn't. Which yeah, not, and then I hate to put that. Down. Yeah, and I hate to put that on him, but that is part of the, the contract negotiation game. Yeah, but you do I, need to check yourself. Like they've got a better resume. Yeah. Like Joe just, Burrow, a Super Bowl in a championship game. Jalen Hurts, a Super Bowl in his really first full year. Yep. As a QB. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, but I do think if I I really do think that if you get a Lamar contract extension plus a proven guy like a Hopkins, then I'll start considering him in QB one consideration. Otherwise, I actually think, considering I'm the one with Lamar in our Dynasty League, I will be looking for a quarterback. Yeah. I will say that. Trevor Lawrence. I'm very excited. (laughs) Actually, let me pose this to you guys, because I'm excited personally. But how do you guys view Desmond Ritter? There's not enough for me. Yeah, it's incomplete for me at the moment. Because the surrounding cast as is, I'm terrified. I yeah. do think I need to see one more weapon added to the the repertoire to see what can happen. A thousand yard running back, what would well, a I think receiver and Kyle Pitts. It yeah. I think I think the issue is I don't see uh Zacchaeus as a, a good wide receiver too. I think you got your one in Drake London. I just mm-hmm. don't think right. you have your two. And considering that you're going to probably lose Cordero Patterson, I I think he's kind of cooked at this point. So you got Algier. Algier yeah. is solid. But um, I think it's that wide receiver two spot that's really important that I don't know if the uh, if the Falcons have. And we're even seeing it in Buffalo, how important that wide receiver two spot is. Yep. Because Gabe Davis did not step up. Yep. But, and that's Well, here's, here's the thing, though, with Atlanta. They have a ton of cap space. So they can find themselves a wide receiver too and still upgrade a little bit around the roster, mostly on defense is what they need to focus on. Here's what I will say. If they sign like an Alan Lazard, you have my interest. What if they sign D-Hop? Oh, God. That, oh my goodness. <laughs> that would be insane. That, that would be a legit. fun offense to watch. That would be a fun offense to watch. Because you've got possession receiver in Drake London. You've got uh, stretching the field with D Hop, and then you've got Kyle Pitts just for fun. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Um, let's let's talk let's talk about kind of the best of the rest. Um, who are you? Andy Dalton. Finally, yeah. Let's, let's let's just let's just Andy go to Andy Dalton. Let's yeah, rip the bandaid off. So, Andy Dalton <laughs> confuses us as he's done for his entire career. The ginger um, ninja, the red rifle himself. <laughs> so he ended up being Thunder our twenty our twenty third ranked QB with a a 100% consistency grade with his fantasy points per game being 13.95, almost 14 points per game with this. Sell the farm for him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Toilet bowl. Um, who, needs, who needs the one-on-one when you can yes. get 13 points per game with Andy Dalton? Yeah. If you can get 13 points a game, you'll win your championship. Yep. If only you had wide receiver one, wide receiver two, running back one, running back two. Yeah, exactly. It, like Melvin Gordon. Uh, I got carried, baby. <laughs> dude, did you see the picture he posted? Oh, dude, it was, it was so perfect. It was so <laughs> perfect. Beautiful. I Somebody did a meme. It's like how it started. And it was him like staring down. Staring at, at Ron. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and then holding the trophy. It's like. Like, you know what, Melvin Gordon? Good for you. You deserve that. <laughs> you know, after all those years and uh in uh, in at the Chargers too, and now you just been bouncing around the AFC West. Good for you. Yeah, and then uh, Travis Kelsey, Okay, okay. I got a yeah. I got a question. Yeah, what's your question, Ryan? How did Tyler Huntley get in the Pro Bowl? Oh my Oh, it's because everyone else said be- no. Everyone else said no. That that's really he- it. He he threw for six hundred and fifty yards this year. I don't want to get mad. And that's it, and two touchdowns with three interceptions. That is not Pro Bowl worthy. No, it, somehow... it's the ultimate running joke, and the fact that oh my like, gosh, ah, uh, sometimes you gotta love Pro Bowl voting. So you know, it, it was entertaining though. I will say, and that's the whole point of the Pro Bowl is like, it's supposed to be entertainment value. It's supposed to be a good time. And it wasn't in the past with their little already touch football game that they were playing and then nothing else. So I will say I did enjoy the Pro Bowl for that reason, that it was entertaining and that reason. Yeah. Uh, I do. Wanna, yeah. I, I, I love the fact that like in the Pro Bowl, like flag football tournament, they're like Tyler Huntley to Mark Andrews while also ignoring uh Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, and like a, a list of really good oh, receivers. It, it sounds like he's a Ravens quarterback to me. Absolutely. <laughs> there are wide receivers out here. Disgusting. Where's Isaiah Likely. Where's my tight end? I ah. said a number that starts with eight and ends with seven or nine. Where's Isaiah? Six Erzik four left? and two fifty plus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Why don't so, you throw me the ball? How much do you weigh again? Get out of my face. Get on the scale. You're on the scale on the side. Get on the scale. Okay. <laughs> so, guys, I I have three more I'd like to talk about. Um, I think I think all three of these guys are going to make ob- very obvious steps up from where they are currently on our list uh, for next year, and. I don't think they're going to be high up, like maybe even low end QB twos, maybe not even that, but um, Deshaun Watson. Yep. That's what we do have to talk about him. Matthew Stafford, obviously. Yep. Um, and Kenny Pickett. And I will raise you. Don't forget about Brock Purdy. And Brock yep. Purdy. Brock yeah, Purdy but, for sure. But that. That whole QB room there in San Fran is kind of a a, a cluster. It's right well, yeah, but don't forget all and the rumors about Trey Lance following the to Tennessee. Oh, yeah, there's so many question marks surrounding San Fran's QB room right now. I have no clue what's going to happen because they invested a lot into Trey Lance, a lot into and Trey they can Gats. get it back though from Tennessee. They can't get, no, they get can't all get of two that first back. But they they yeah, invested they a lot into Trey Lance. But and they're wanting to get rid of Jimmy G. I know that for sure. Jimmy G is probably not going to be there. But 
Brock Purdy has kind of won the hearts and minds of fans and of a lot of that that team. So you want to know what's taking leg- them there. So you so, want to know what's legitimately cra- like crazy for me to think about? I I, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off here, Ryan. It's no, just, you're fine. Brock Purdy, yes, went undefeated the rest of the season, took him to the AFC Championship game. Yeah. But man, if you look at the stats here, now again, yeah. yes, it's stats, but I think within the, the the fancy quarterback, like as far as tiers, to me, it's nothing more than a QB2. And I think yeah. if you're San Francisco, you have to look at it as like, look, Brock Purdy is a really solid QB too. Yeah. But does he have the ceiling that can take us over the hump? Like the reason why we traded up for Trey Lance to get the two is to get past Jimmy. Cause you know exactly yeah. what you're getting. And Brock Purdy interception be, in the championship game. Yeah. And Brock <laughs> Purdy would be essentially a younger Jimmy G. So that to yeah. me, I still think the answer on the, I think the answer is going to be Brock Purdy to start, but I definitely think they really hope Trey Lance takes the next step. Yeah, that's right. I think so. And Kenny Pickett, I don't know. He just needs more time. I think. Yeah, he still needs. I mean, he a lot was more he was doing pretty five. good down the stretch, but I think, I mean, Pittsburgh also organized their wide receiver room. I mean, it's we have no idea if the if Deontay's going to be there. So now you're going to be George Pickens and who else? Um, because I think Deontay yeah. has one more year on his deal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, but you're not mad if one. you have Pickens and Pickett. Like they were, yeah, they were they were they were a, they, a good were, duo, yeah. but but not the yeah. greatest duo. They had some moments. I don't know. They had some moments that were just absurd. Yeah, that's a good duo there. So I'd I'd just keep an eye on the, those three because Deshaun Watson, we didn't we didn't see a whole lot from him. He produced. Yeah. He didn't produce what a lot of people thought he was going to be, but he's also I'm, shaking off a lot he, of rust. I was going to say he didn't play for two so, years. <laughs> exactly, yeah. he was shaking off a lot of rust. So honestly, I think this is we didn't get a good enough sample size of him playing for for. Cleveland. So yeah, he had his I think we need to just hope. wait. I think we need to just wait, give him the off season, and we'll see how he does this upcoming year. But that's kind of my thoughts on him. But but any any kind of final thoughts before we wrap up? Um, no, I, I mean, he won't be the quarterback next year, but I do think you can see the story of Zach Wilson within his stats. Y- uh, yes, I agree. With yeah, that. he he somehow did worse than thirty. Uh, from last year, which I find very impressive, but I'm just kind of going through his stats and it's like, yeah, I mean, 55% completion percentage, not great. But then you look at, oh my goodness, 12.8, almost 12.8 yards of completion, which mm-hmm. within our like realm of stats is third highest in the league. And I, mm-hmm. to me, it just goes back to, I don't think that I, I think the, I mean, it's a big reason why I think the Jets fired their OC. I don't think he was developed well, period. Now, does it remain to see what uh, Nathaniel Hackett can do? Yeah, but I also wouldn't be surprised if the Jets say, you know what, this whole crap show we had to deal with, we're done. We're, we're out. Yeah. I, I think they're going to come around. I think yeah. they're going to go back to Zach. We'll not like go back in a bad way, but I think I, they're going to go back and actually help him. I think this is the last year and this is going to be, he's kind of in the uh, Daniel Jones, make it or break a year. Mm. I think Daniel Jones is a great comparison for him. Yeah. Now. All right. So before we end it, I'm actually not even going to do bus sleeper lock or uh, for this moment. I actually want to go, which QB do you expect to be on a new team next year? Um, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to kind of modify that a little bit. New team slash out of the league because I pick Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So let's start with who's, who do you think is out of done with this list entirely? Um, well, I think Aaron Rodgers is either going to be out of the league or traded Jets. Yeah. 
I, I think he's done in Green Bay. I, I think I think he's, I think Ve- you got to talk about Vegas as an option. That's a, that is an option because Devontae Adams is there, and they're ready. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? It's a little closer to home for him. I to be honest, I'm going to give you a even crazier answer. I think Dak might be out of this list very quickly. Whoa. Really? And I don't think I he. Don't, I don't, I don't think, think he gets usurped, but I think, but I, I think as far as being fantasy relevant, I think you're done. I, I just think it's done. I, mm. I mean, McCarthy, Mike McCarthy's calling the plays this year, and yeah. I, I, based on his track record, I am not too more. thrilled about that. But even then, yes, you have CD. You pray to God that Michael Gallup is good. Jalen Tolbert's there. Your running back room is in shambles right now. Tony Pollard, I mean, obviously fractured his ankle. And I feel so bad yeah. for him with that. And then Zeke, who Zeke has just, who is, is the most expensive short yardage running back in the history of the sport right now. Yep. Yeah, more so than Lenny, yeah. which was saying something. Yeah, especially just within a like fantasy perspective. So I don't know if that, if it's even worth it to look into Dak. I, th- I to me, I think Dak is done. As far as being a fantasy relevant quarterback, yeah, I, man, I hope they dump Zeke. Being a Pollard owner, I hope they dump Zeke. Absolutely, just throw him by the wayside. But yeah. I don't. I think it's just too expensive this year to do it. I think at the end of this, ah, uh, I think year. they have to wait till June first. But they would save. I think they would have like a five million dead cap. Oh, I thought it was like a. A fifteen mil. Like no, um, they would, that's, they that's would suffer a pre, lot pre June first. I think. Don't quote me on that. I'll have to. I'll. I'll look that up for the running backs episode. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. great segue next time on the podcast. Same thing. Same people. Yep. Running backs. Next week we're gonna be talking about running backs. Thank y'all for uh, for tuning in and watching this podcast. We enjoy kind of breaking all of this down and talking about the stats from last year and just discussing and, them with each other and, and just developing new um, things like i really yeah. like this consistency grade yeah, yeah it's yeah it's really fun and honestly i like i like seeing that consistency grade because for me like i preach on this podcast all the time i value consistency over everything else if you can score if, if i have a a player that scores 20 to 25 points 90 95% of the time 90 to 95% of the time i i would value that over somebody that scores 50 points or 40 points you know 20 to 30% of the time cuz that will win you multiple games cuz that's a that's a weak winner but if well, yeah, well, it's in those like off weeks they're scoring like 10 12 points or less it's not i don't like that i like having that consistency on my team so well because like look at it's like when you have that well-oiled machine like you know when it's so frustrating when you play a game and like one of your dudes goes off and then you're like oh, like this is ridiculous like you know patrick mahomes went off but every single one of his guys scored 20 points so I don't even have a chance. Yeah, like yeah. It, it is so frustrating when you play a team like that because yep. it feels like no matter Phillip. what you do, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, like exactly like Philip. Yeah, like no matter what you do, you can't beat them because everyone is just doing their yeah. thing. Well, and then you get you get teams that I I understand the 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 benefit of having you know players like that that are very much boom or bust. But I, I just – it's frustrating going up against teams that have those guys. I th- Yeah. That, that, you know, you're each of their players, they only have, like, two players that are really good, and they boom for, like, 40 points each. Yeah, that was well, you. That's 80 points just for those two players. And then let's say the rest of their team scores a combined, like, 30 more points. And it's like – that was okay, like but that was pretty you much go. your team. Like you were you had boomers or you had busters. And none in between. And it, yeah. it's definitely the def- def- that's definitely frustrating, but that's definitely 
that's like the science and the magic between roster construction and to where yeah. it's like to me that's that's kind of an art form in of itself to kind of figure out, all right, here, here's where I'm going to pick and choose my spots on to have boomer bus guys or, yeah, or having like consistent players. Exactly. And, and it's all how you want to, you know, make your roster. Do you want to have those guys or do you want to have more consistency? But this, this grade that we have kind of shows, you know, what, what their consistency is throughout the year and what we can expect according to you know their past and you know every year is different for each player so it's yeah. it doesn't really do much for you know going forward but it allows us to look back and see what their consistency was and what we may be able to expect in, in this upcoming season so with all that being said Ryan, yeah hit him with it oh <laughs> <laughs> We are back, baby. <laughs> we are back. So, um, no, I just meant for things, but you can say it if you yeah. Want. No, thank y'all for listening in. Um, you can follow us on uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Last Place FP. Uh, we post updates on you know uh, what what we're what we're doing, what we're uh, what podcasts we're dropping. So, um. Go ahead and follow us on there and like and subscribe here on the YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts. So, all right, Ethan. Never forget. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're right. Have a good night. And we will see y'all next week for our Statathon on the Running Backs.